The Uriguas, a podcast channel, is brought to you by First Nations Fiber. Welcome to the Yuri Was a Front Page Podcast. In this episode, we discuss the 10th Annual Cultural Awareness Month. We speak to Gunukahaga Ungawanarado Dijoku's Ahunsagete Mentor about some of the activities community members can participate in throughout the month of April. First Nations Wireless is now First Nations Fiber. You've seen our team working through the community to get you connected. From the new development to the OCR, from the 207 to Clay Mountains, FN Fiber makes fiber optic internet easy for everyone. Coming to Ganhawanga soon. Visit radio.fnfiber.com to sign up today. Thank you for being here on Zagete. You're here from the the Ganegahaga Ungawana Laudijoko Cultural Center. And our, the topic we're discussing is the annual Cultural Awareness Month. Yeah, so I'm happy to be here today to talk about Cultural Awareness Month. My name is Zagete Mentor. I work at the Cultural Center as the uh, Cultural Development Officer. So part of my job is to coordinate Cultural Awareness Month. So I've been working at the KOR uh, since September 2020. So this is my second Cultural Awareness Month. So can you give us an idea of what Cultural Awareness Month is and and why it got started and stuff like that? Okay, so Cultural Awareness Month started in uh, 2012. So it's actually the 10-year anniversary of Cultural Awareness Month. And so KOR, throughout the year, we always do workshops and uh, language activities. But Cultural Awareness Month is unique because we partner with uh, as many community organizations as possible and work together to get the whole community focused on where did the idea come from really to, to get this going I mean I know the cultural center has been doing a lot over the over over the course of its history to promote our language and culture but uh, why a specific month asking at work I think it was got Herduni Stacy who uh, started cultural awareness month and I think it the the goal of it was to really put it at the forefront in the community's mind, because we try to do things throughout the year, but it's not always on the forefront of the community's, I guess, priorities, you can say. So choosing a specific month and having local news organizations and uh, KSES and all the different community organizations working together, it gets it out there more. So that's why I think Cultural Awareness Month is really important. You know, what are some of some of the, the events that, that people can can look forward to seeing throughout, throughout the rest of this month? So we have a few recurring activities that are happening every day of the week. So on Tuesdays, we have Community Healing with uh, Linda Delormier. That's going to start tomorrow, actually. And we're uh, doing like a talking circle and talking about uh, lateral violence and how that relates to... So that's happening every Tuesday of the month. Uh, Wednesdays, the KYC is doing Ganyageha um, Paint Nights. Thursdays, we have a beating class with Merit Cross. That's going to be one of the first in-person activities that we're doing at KOR. So that's really exciting. And then we have a lot of different presentations that we're doing. KOR has two presentations. The archives uh, that Scott Berwick works on, the photo archive, the audio archive, so he's doing an information session and talking about all the important work we do in archiving our language and culture. And he's also doing an artifact presentation and how they're uh, planning to digitize the different artifacts that we have and to put it online and make it more accessible to the community. 
Okay, great. Uh, what are some of the the new things that are that are taking place this year as part of the the, the cultural awareness calendar? So uh, when I started, I wanted to have a focus on like community healing activities. So when I started last year, we did do a similar thing that we're doing um, with Linda Delormier. We did that last year as well, and we're continuing into this year. I would say what sets this year apart is we're doing in-person activities again, because uh, COVID has obviously sidelined our activities at the Cultural Center. And this is the first time we have the opportunity to have people gather in our new building, get to show people around. So I think that's like what's unique about this year's calendar. Okay, and you were talking about uh, on Thursdays that there's going to be a beadwork class. I understand that class filled up very quickly. Yeah, it filled up actually within two hours of me posting it. Wow. And and, and what what does that say about Cultural Awareness Month and, and, and the need for, for these types of things? I think there's such a hunger to have that uh, in-person connection again that's been missing in our community across the board because of COVID. And some people uh, signed up that they just want to go there and bead together with other people. I was talking to Mara and she was saying that there's such a hunger to have that again. So it, it just shows that our community is ready for that again. Okay, and, and how many people are able to take part in that? So we have a, a group of 10 for this to follow the COVID restrictions right now. Okay. And, you know, once once the, the month is over, the, does KOR have, have any plans on doing more things like that? And, and what kind of activities uh, can, I guess, can we expect? Yeah. The, the way we're looking at it right now is April is kicking off a lot of our activities and we do plan to continue it on uh, into the summer months. Last summer, we did evening classes, Ganyakeha evening classes for advanced and intermediate learners. We want to bring that back again because the demand for that was so high as well. Uh, so you could look forward to that in the summer. Merit's class is actually 10 weeks. And the demand was so high that we hope to have another beading class. If Merit's not available, we have many uh, great bead workers in the community. So we definitely want to have that again in the future. And, you know, the, the KOR did a lot of basket making and pottery in the past. And it's something that we hope to bring back now that we have a a more settled location for the time being in our, at the KOC office. So the hope is to continue these events uh, throughout the upcoming year. Okay. And so what are some of the, the I guess, the highlights of, of, of this month? Uh, you know, the, you know, the various activities that maybe, maybe even the ones that other organizations are putting on, not just KOR, but, but some, some of the other things that are, that are people can expect to see. So KSES is also doing uh, in-person activity. They're having a book club. They're reading a book together and gathering as a group, which I think is another exciting activity just to have that connection again. We're doing our annual radio show, which is always a standout for me when I was in Dirdadiwana Nirdat's program. Just having our elders come back to the building again is really exciting. So that's happening on April 20th, and you could listen live on K103 from 9, I believe it starts at 9 a.m. till 1 p.m., that's always a standout for me. We have a KOR book sale happening on April 28th. People are always looking for new books and we have new children's books that are out. And people, if they want to see our new building, we can give tours of the new building. That's really exciting. Okay, and, and so what kind of books can people get uh, at, at the book sale? 
Yeah, so we have um, curriculum resources. So we have dictionaries, workbooks that if you want to learn Kanyakeha. And we also have storybooks, both illustrated and not, varying from different degrees of difficulty. We have children's books. There's a new book that um, actually Gwenohu created in collaboration with, I believe, Kanawag Environment people. And it's um, Gundirio. And uh, it's a great book if you're looking for different words for animals for your children. I get a lot of inquiries about books like that, and we do have those available. I guess, uh, uh, you know, one of the big things that, the big change that happened uh, over the last little while was KOR moved from its home for the last 20 years or so to a new location. Can you can you talk about where that location is and how people can get in touch with you guys and, and go there? Yeah, so we're now located at the Ganawage office complex, which is just past the tunnel, past uh, MBC. And we're on the second floor of that building. And we were there for, uh, it's a temporary space. We hope to um, move to our new building within the next three to four years. Great news, like two weeks ago, we got uh, $16 million from the government. So they're hard at work at a, for their capital campaign. You can contact us. We still have the same phone number, 450-6380-880. And we're always available by email. And we always encourage people to look at our website. We have all our contact information. People can buy our books online now through the gift shop. If somebody wants to sign up for any of the activities for Cultural Awareness Month, how would they do so? Uh, they can contact me directly. I get a lot of people that message me on Facebook or email. They can call the office and ask for me. Yeah, I'm always available for the community. Okay, and, and what are the, I guess, uh, some of the activities that you're looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to the beating class. Uh, I'm going to be there. Like I said, the radio show, that's always a highlight for me. I'm excited for everything, really. Okay, great. Anything uh, you would like to add? No, I think that covers everything. Okay, now go. Now go, everybody, for listening. Our other podcasts, like Meatheads and The Beating Table, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.